Island's hard. It's really it. It I had to quit because I had a shoulder injury, and you can't, can't do it with the shoulder. Yeah, your posture gets really intense. It's a little hard on the body. Then I guess you can pick up the cello, right? Really, yeah, that's know, that that's one. Probably heavy too. Oh. Yeah, but at least you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Like, or wait. Have anyway, a neck. you've done mm-hmm. it. I actually mm-hmm. haven't done it. I'm making it up. You have a little rest. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're here with my friend Kayla. Anyway, who are we Hi. talking to, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening and why are we here today? Licensed marriage and family therapist. There you go. You got it. That's it. Proud owner of a brand new practice. You just started practice. Thank you. Pacific Coast Therapy. Holy smokes. I know. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's such a big deal. It's really exciting. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I, this is like my baby, right? What is it? It's a business. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the, in the, in the business of being a, a business owner. Yeah. Okay, so many things to unpack here. Business I, I, just your, I just saw your face and your eyes just... <laughs> I saw two paths in my mind. I saw the, <laughs> the, the marriage and family therapist path, and then I saw the business owner yeah. path. Yeah. And you were asking me on the way over here, what are we... Like, what? Yeah, what do you, what do you, do you want? want to play this? What do you want from me? What do you, what do you want, from, you want me? from me? I kind of asked him that. Why have you called well, me the here? The two roads have diverged in our car port. Well, and it, but it's, it's actually kind of fitting because I've been listening to your podcast, mm. and those are the roads that you cover. Like the path that you cover is a lot of mental health and a lot of like leadership and how to support others and how to build people up, but then also like how to run a business. So perfect. Well, how long know, have you I'm been, at that intersection. How long have you been doing the therapy side of things? The therapy? Cause you've 20, been practicing 2015. Right. Yeah. All right. It's a long road. I mean, I kind of wanted to have you on because I'm really proud of you. And Thanks. I was kind of curious. We should touch on therapy too, but I'm yeah. kind of curious about how, how it worked. Like, when did you decide that you wanted to have your own practice? And then once you decided that, what, I mean, what does that look like? A lot of people listen to us, I think, because they have an idea that they want to execute. And that is, yeah. that is something that's really powerful for, for me is, you know, empowering people to take those ideas, get them out of the yeah. idea phase and put them into reality. So that's a I know that's a great, big question. No, but. it's a great question. I, and it's like, when does, when does, like from inception to reality, when does it start? And there's, mm. I think as a, you know, you just, as a person, sometimes you just are on this like linear path and you can only see, you know, you have the blinders on and you can only see like, okay, this is now happening. And how did I get here? Right. You just Mm. turn around and you're like, wait, but now we're here and it's going and it happened. I, um, okay. So to answer your question, I come from a family that of like business owners and my dad was an entrepreneur and he was a really important person for me in my life. And he passed away pretty recently, but he, um, I think he always was like encouraging me to be as, you know, independent as I could be. Mm. Right. And I've always had that spirit of like wanting to be my own, be my own boss, do my own thing. But also I think what really speaks to me about your, your podcast and your, um, work as well, just to kind of bring it back is that you want to, support other people and Mm -hmm. that's a part of your mission and that's what I want to do as well is like I'm really passionate about doing things the right way right and helping people on both sides so yes of course as a therapist but also as a business owner supporting up-and-coming therapists therapists that are looking for a home Mm -hmm. you know 
to to work and to practice and to feel supported. And yeah. then it's called Pacific Coast Therapy. Therapy. Mm-hmm. When did you open? Open July. Okay, cool. So we're Super pretty fresh. New. It's fresh. Yeah. Really cool. However, the clients that I have been working with, mm-hmm. a lot of them have been with me for a few years. Transferred over yeah. and just are with you exactly. properly. Yes. Okay. Very yeah. cool. And you've been yeah. practicing in Santa Cruz the whole time? Santa Cruz. No, I was actually, so Santa Cruz and Los Gatos and Santa Clara County okay. kind of, but then I also, the kind of beauty is with telehealth, you can sure. see clients from anywhere in California because that's where my license is. So mm. as long as you live in California, I can meet, like I have clients in LA, I have clients that live in the Bay Area and it's really great. That is really awesome. Or, or clients that have moved away for college and mm-hmm. I can still see them even though they were here and then they left and went down south or something I can still was that always how it worked was through telehealth no it wasn't it was all in person and then with telehealth it's kind of expanded the field I think yeah you know and and it's become people's norm is seeing their doctor their you know friends their therapists even online yeah and it's it's really worked out and and there's no difference in outcomes of therapy Really? An efficacy, yeah. It's just as effective That's online. actually really encouraging for anybody listening who would yeah. be like, oh, well, because I'm not going to be in person, it might not work as well. Right. It's a huge, it's a huge win. It is <laughs> Check a it huge, out. It is huge, a huge opportunity. Win. Big believer in therapy. Yeah. Gotta get over the therapy hump. Therapy is amazing. And it, it, but it's scary. It's scary for a lot of people. I well, think yeah, the, the real. <laughs> first session is like the scariest. And then it's like, oh, okay, this therapist is a person. They're not judging. It's really amazing what people um, build up in their minds about what the what session is going to be like. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's a, at the end of the day, it's just a conversation. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I remember feeling the same way, like, p- panicky going in. Like, what's... So anxious. So anxious. And yeah. I think some of that, though, is you recognizing that you've made a choice to go in and share stuff that you're not really comfortable sharing anywhere else. And you're like, okay, I'm about to go share this stuff. Even if you're not even telling yourself that, I think subconsciously you're like, I'm about to go do a thing. At least if you're going to be hopefully what I would consider like as open and honest as possible because that's essentially what a a therapist is there for is for you to to share the whole big picture, not just like what you want to share, hopefully. And I know you got to build that relationship, but... I remember being like, why am I so about to have a panic attack going into something that's supposed to be anti-panic attack? And Well, I it mean, it's, it's, I think once you say the things that you've been thinking inside of yourself for so long and you finally say it, it yeah. makes it real and you can't turn back. That's pretty real. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, there's like that. And then there can be after that session, there can be like buyer's remorse. Of like, mm. oh, did I say too much? Did I share too, right? And it, it can, you know, it's, it's like I let it out of the, I opened Pandora's box and now it's all real. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's definitely, a, um, I think, a balance when somebody first starts therapy. Mm. I like to say, um, commit to a month to a month and a half. Mm-hmm. That's like, it, you have to commit to that, that if you're serious about really wanting to go and you're thinking about going, it's really great to get the ball rolling, get that momentum. It starts to really sink in. Mm-hmm. Of course, if there's not like the right match with your therapist, you cannot hurt your therapist's feelings. Just ask mm-hmm. for a different therapist or a different referral or whatever you need because it's about you and you're spending the money. Mm-hmm. But if you do feel like it's a good fit, book those four sessions. Mm-hmm. book those six sessions because it makes all the difference. I always ask people when they come in, how many sessions have you done? If they've said they've had therapy before, because a lot of people say, oh yeah, I've been to therapy before, you know, once like years ago. And I'll say, how many sessions did you do? Two. 
it didn't really work for me. And I'm like, well, makes sense. It didn't work for you because you know, it, 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 you didn't get to the point where the ball could get rolling. It's a commitment for sure. Mm -hmm. It is a commitment. And it's for me too. I also want, I want people to like me Mm -hmm. and that's sometimes makes it really hard to share things that are, if, if you're sharing these things out in the normal world, is that fear? If I say these things, people could think I'm a quote unquote bad person or yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Being judged is hard, mostly because I'm really, really hard on myself. That's... So I have that default expectation that everyone else is going to be that hard on me, me too. And I have to share these things with this person that I don't really know yet. And you don't know at all. have to get there. And you're never really going to know you're there, but Oh, that's actually so, an interesting thing right because mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes relationships feel like they're two-way but in this case it's not supposed to be and then you kind of have to some of us like maybe have to get over that a little bit because you're so used to being like it's, okay yeah. now tell me about you and it's like wait no you don't do that here no and, well I mean it, of course you can ask me how I'm doing or sure. you know there's like little things that you know I can connect with my clients especially my long-term clients who yeah have, it's of course they can know that I've you know had a baby or there's you know things going on but I typically it's it's all about the client, mm -hmm. right? And and that's what the exchange is. You're paying for this time. This is your time. Show up for you, and I'm showing up for you. And and I, I'm really happy, kind of going back to that point that you said about like I want to be liked. Of course, people want their therapist to like them and to see them as like a good quote unquote mm -hmm. good person. And the reality is, we're not a sum of our behaviors. We are not defined by what we've done or what we think or what we feel, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are all complex human beings and we all have scary thoughts. We all have, you know, things about ourselves that we wish we could change. You know, shame is a huge thing for, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't really know somebody that doesn't have shame about something, right? And so, or, or self-conscious about some aspect of themselves. And so when we break it down on this really human level, who am I to judge anybody? Right. I'm here to, you know, listen and to offer guidance and ways of challenging your thought. Mm -hmm. And challenging is what you're doing in your life working for you. Yeah. I think that's, that's actually a really awesome point that you bring up is the whole idea of challenge. Like something I always wonder is people go to therapy, mm -hmm. say you want to be liked. Mm -hmm. or you want to be validated. So you kind of, obviously a therapist is supposed to validate you, but at the same yeah. time, someone could go in and tell a story about their life that essentially just paints the picture of they're going to tell me what I want to hear. Like, mm. is there, a, how does a therapist does like <laughs> assess that? I mean, some of it I imagine has to be the timing, but at the same time, yeah. you know, like, I imagine people who want to be like come in and they don't mm -hmm. share the whole picture for a while. Like stuff comes mm -hmm. out in chunks and you're like, wait. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like when those challenging, totally. how do you challenge somebody? I guess is the, the direct <laughs> question. How do you challenge those people when you're not sure they're sharing the whole picture? And as a therapist, yeah. I imagine you're not supposed to be like, sounds like you're not telling me everything or maybe you are. I don't know. You know, yeah. like what do you do with that? Yeah. That's such a good question. Well, I like to think of therapy as it's a, it's a, relationship just like any mm -hmm. you know there there's rules of engagement right mm -hmm. so I kind of say um oftentimes like the more information that I have the, the better I can formulate 
my treatment plan for you Mm -hmm. and our treatment plan and how we can come up with these goals that you want to work on. And so whatever you are willing to share, I will listen Mm -hmm. and be a sounding board for you. And, um, and I think that's like therapy 101 is creating that safe space for Mm -hmm. somebody to share. And if somebody feels judged, they're just gonna, you know, yeah. And so really like laying that foundation of whatever you're here for, I'm here for. Mm. So if it's going to take six months to get to that place that you need to get to trust me, then that's okay. I'm on your time. Right. There's no, you can't do therapy wrong, right? Like as the client, you can't do it wrong. As the therapist, I can... And I, I've said many times, could you go back and um, I'm curious about this. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I have a question. Could you re-explain that for me? I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Mm-hmm. And usually people are really open. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I try to be as disarming and, and non-judgmental as possible. And I truly am. Yeah. I, I feel like that's who I am as a person. I don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't judge other people. Yeah. That's just not like as a value. I'm like, everybody, everybody's doing their thing. (laughs) Everybody's pretty messed up as it turns out in their own right. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Life is hard. As it turns out. Life is, as it turns out, life is a challenge and life comes with a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and a lot of hurt, you know? Yeah. You can get into that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when, when I started going, one of the, things that encouraged me to share more was taking some of those tools that we were getting during the session Mm -hmm. and then putting them into use Mm -hmm. and once you see something works that (laughs) that positivity kind of overshadows the or at least for me overshadowed Mm -hmm. my hesitancy to share or my reluctancy to share Mm -hmm. you know and it's still like had to build to it. Like, I don't feel comfortable putting my whole self on the table for anyone right when I meet them. It's just however it is. But when you see something nor, working. Nor should you. Right. Because that's important. People that overshare often, you know, struggle with like wanting that self-acceptance and not getting it. So um, it's okay to, to not have that trust right away. Wow. Chat with the therapist. This is great. <laughs> what did it feel like the first time you sat down and did a therapy session with somebody? <laughs> I I, I wasn't nervous at all. It feels like a big wall to get over. Dude, it is. It's so funny. Um, Yeah, it's funny that you said that. My my cousin is is in a therapy school program right now, and I just sent him a a funny meme of um, you're lying awake at night. This little cartoon is lying awake at night and goes into the, like, filing cabinet of memories and like pulls out the first time the first session that you ever had and then like laughs at it (laughs) um so I was actually really fortunate I I've kind of so I used to work at a homeless shelter I used to work at a family homeless shelter as a paraprofessional which is somebody that doesn't have a degree I had well I had a, a undergraduate degree in psychology but doesn't have like the training to be a therapist. Is that where you earned your hours? Cause there's, no, it's okay. not where I earned my hours, but I did an internship in college and then I got a job at, at um, as a family homeless shelter in San Francisco. And, and it was really wonderful. And I got to work with at risk youth and their families. And I was in the children's program and it was, I just felt so, so lucky to be there and so honored that, you know, 
I could help children and, and teens. And it was just really fun for me and um, very heavy, of course. Um, mm. But I, I, I think so. And then I worked at, in the Alted system when I first became a therapist. And so I sat down with like teens and like teens are just great. I love, I love working with teens. They're so cool. And I got to go on walks with them. I would literally just take them on walks and we would just walk and talk. And so I didn't have the like, you know, moment of like, okay, I am going to be a therapist now. Right. It was like, let's go uh, for a walk. Yeah. Um, I never had that. The walk huh? is such a good disarming way. It's so disarming, but also it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. Therapy is literally just a conversation. Right. But to your point, I think I was nervous. Um, to do the to say something wrong or to to not know how to help somebody in the beginning because you sometimes just don't like what was it like to open your business on the first totally. day right like oh the doors are open here we go the cat and cloud podcast is sponsored by steeped coffee steeped coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag you don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D-coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. That was a little bit more of a cheat code, though, I think. Just because we had so many years of practice watching and doing with other people? Yeah, the thing that we'd done, aside from the opening, the business part, but like... The opening, being there the first day wasn't as challenging as everything that led up to the process of being there. So actually totally. being behind the counter, like when that happened, that was kind of right. the, well, most, that was the most normal zone, right? thing ever. That's your but the zone. steps in, in between that were a little weird. It just kind of seems with the therapy, like the higher stakes version of, let's say you're training to cut someone's hair and you work oh with someone, gosh, your apprentice. Totally. <laughs> and then at some point you fucking cut that person's hair by yourself and you've actually <laughs> never done it before. So someone is your first victim for lack of a better term. They're like, oh. you're going to give someone a pretty gnarly haircut or not the best haircut. And yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe the better analogy for us is kind of the first um maybe the first staff meetings or the first orientations or the having first, to be a leader first time we like actually yeah. stepped in that leadership and there was no there was nothing above us on which we could say there's no there's no opt out right it's not like oh well it's not us it's like Just nope kidding. we're that we're the end of the yeah. line like whatever we believe in there's, this, there's you know? this funny thing in in therapy there's this like Joe, you know, for being an air therapist that um, you have this moment where you turn over your shoulder and you're like, oh, you're asking me <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. like, I'm the one yeah. that me? needs to respond yeah. me like, like oh, OK, we're, we're doing this now. <laughs> um, totally. You know what? To be super honest with you, I didn't have 
I didn't have a ton of like the imposter syndrome insecurity once I started doing it. It's all the leading up to yeah. it that mm. you're like, when you're learning about something and then you have to apply it, it's, um, it's so, it, it puts you in this really insecure place. Cause you, how do you know you're going to do, how do you know you're going to be good at something you've never done? Absolutely. And you don't, and you just take this leap of faith where it's like, you know what? I've seen somebody run a business. I know that I could do it better. There, have you, have you seen that hierarchy of, um, competency, the competency hierarchy? I don't think so. Oh, it's good. It's really good. Well, no, okay. So, me. so at the bottom, so you start with, um, unconscious incompetency. You don't know what you don't know. You right. don't know that you're incompetent. So you're unconscious. You're like, I think I could do it. I think I could open a business. Mm-hmm. I think I could do this. Like, I think I could be a therapist. Okay. And then, okay, you get to the next chair up and you're like, I am really fucking aware that I don't know anything. And so mm-hmm. you're consciously incompetent. Mm, oh, I have seen this, but you, it's, you're jogging my memory. This is awesome. Yeah, like I am so, inco- I don't know anything. I am definitely an imposter. Why did I ever think I could do this? And then you have like some training wheels and you're like, okay, the next chair up is um, I am consciously competent. I am like, you know, I can pedal, I'm moving forward, I'm gaining forward momentum, but like it's not on automatic yet. Mm-hmm. And then like the final tier is that you're unconsciously competent. So you can, oh, ju- you're just, you just know it's just smooth. You're in the flow, you're just right. doing it and you don't have to think about it. And you're not, you know, so that I love that kind of model because, you know, it seems like if you were to, to put where you are about in, in yourself of running a business, right? You're, you guys are probably at that point of just, you, you, it's going and, and it's been going for five years. Oh, she worked oh. it in. She said she was going Anniversary is coming up this week as you're listening, the 29th. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll be listening Yeah, week up. You guys, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I would actually self-proclaim that we're probably in tier three with business owning and yeah, running. Yeah, so like the, the... And then tier four with like coffee. doing the coffee shit. Yeah. Like that's the stuff where people are like, how did you just... Know? Like it's, yeah. it's happened like five times this week and just doing little things. They're like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, I, just, I don't know. I just... That's what... Ha- you'll get there too. Totally. Like weird stuff. So you're, you're consciously When you were competent. roasting coffee or... <laughs> or like, yeah. Or like I was... I went over to the grinder and like first try i was like that's like 19.9 grams and it was 19.8 grams and they're like what and i did it like four (laughs) times in a row and yeah that's that kind of stuff where you that is like unconsciously knowing like i actually don't know i just know like yeah and then i just weighed it and i did know that shit's funny yeah anyway there's like the smallest layer that you could sandwich in between those top two layers whereas the Mm -hmm. the the zone where you think you're consciously competent but you're mm-hmm. actually not yet you totally. you're, you're in, in the dip well <laughs> no you're in that zone to where okay when we went to our first barista competition both of us have been working in the coffee <laughs> industry for years at that point yeah. already we were really into making coffee we were really good at making coffee and we both kind of showed up at this competition with the idea of we fucking got this shit. Like <laughs> there's a good chance that we might even win the big fish, small pro- yeah, pond problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then you show up and your eyes are fully awakened to how much you don't know. And, and then, I'll, well, and that's like, okay, every therapist <laughs> going to graduate school, like, Oh, I think I could be a therapist. And then you have to unlearn everything you think you know about what therapy is. And you're mm. like, Oh, I really, have no idea how to do this and you all of a sudden are like yeah the small fish in the big pond such a great experience 
It's being humbled is so healthy. Oh, I hated it so much. I'm sure you I did. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck this. I'm good. I swear. What what um what inspired you guys to be leaders, not just like business owners, but like want to support other people? Not being supported or feeling yeah. supported. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And I thought you were gonna have that yeah. response. Isn't it amazing how we learn what not to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. from our own experience of seeing somebody else do it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that la- it's just that lack we're of like, mentorship. We're and- like hitting on stuff that this is making me double take. I'm well, you know. I mean, I just keep thinking about the the frustration of like. Yeah, lack of mentorship, lack of, for lack of a better term, like parenting, direct and loving feedback to help somebody grow. It's like the things that I've always felt the most shame for, and I imagine sort of you, right, with wanting to have integrity is that you, you're like genuinely really trying to do a good job in like every single way. And there's no possible way to do that, right? But you don't have people seemingly who care enough about you to kind of like caringly and this is sometimes therapy for people so take that note like it's a place to go to learn this stuff but at the same time it'd be nice for you to have like really good friends be like hey this is how this is coming off and i i don't think you mean it that way but when you do this this is what happens and this is the Mm. feelings that i'm picking up on even though maybe i don't feel them i feel good but you know the the like you're talking about accountability oh and like the kind in loving accountability right where you can actually help other people grow but like that's for me, and I imagine you'll echo the same thing. It's like, where the fuck were people to share that with me growing up so that I didn't have to feel like I'm becoming an adult in my last like year of life, literally right now. Isn't that funny? You're like, when, like, when is it that you become an adult? Yeah, it's like, kind of never. Ne- like, right. And, and honestly, my dad was somebody who just never grew up, and he worked with high school kids his entire life, and he just never grew up, and it was great. Like he never, he never had to. I don't kind of want to. I yeah. like really believe that if you lose that childhood fun, that this whole life becomes a and shit show and not cool. Yeah. yeah, I really want that. Yeah, but I yeah. do also want wish that we had that other thing. I think there's so that, much. There's that combination. Yeah, of this playful joy where you can approach you you approach things that you're passionate about in a way that you know spurs creativity and makes you excited to engage with them but also have someone who can point you in the right direction and tell you what's going wrong i was just reading that um um salt shaker analogy the danny meyer setting the table table. thing or you know Mm -hmm. he talks about what your job really is when you're creating culture or leading is, you know, there's this salt shaker that sits at the center of the table and everybody around you, employees and everything, they're going to, they're going to push it in a, a certain direction. And mm-hmm. you have to apply this, this constant gentle pressure to move it back to where it needs to be. And I, the way he put it just really resonates with me because it's unlike most bosses or people in my life that I've ever had, you know, constant gentle pressure. I'm sure a ton of people have had the experience of someone telling them, 
you're you fucking up. up. Do that better, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's... And you just feel like a piece of shit and that's you're way super more, sad. Right. It's way more common yes. than not. And yeah. it doesn't right. make you want to do better. It makes you want to not try. Yeah. You're like, wow, that was a really negative response. So the best way to keep me safe from that is to not do anything. It just well, validates your failures. All, exactly. All that shame gets triggered of yeah. like, I can't, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not enough. I knew I was going to mess up eventually. I knew they were going to see me for the imposter that I am. Right. And then and then we start performing worse with negative reinforcement. Yeah. hundred percent. And I I I see that and I I know where it comes from on the on the business owner side too, on the leadership side. I I get it. You know, we're really fortunate. There's three of us, myself, Jared, and Charles, and we've worked to build an awesome leadership team around us. But for people who are solo business owners, I can and have a huge staff, like I can understand how there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things are pulling you in different directions and how easy it could be to look at someone just fucking do better. Just, I'm busy. Like, can you just do better? Like, what the fuck? Uh, But I think, yeah, I'm echoing exactly what you're saying is to try to be those people, however imperfect we are, because, you know, we're learning every day too. No big time. We can't be perfect. But what we can do is we we can set up the agreement and set up the culture to where it's like, hey, you know, we're promising to make the effort. That's that's what we're promising to do. We're promising to do our best and to communicate when things are not going mm-hmm. well and to try to guide you or create a system that will guide you. To the best of our ability and and your staff like employees feel the um if if they have a respect for that right that effort and they see you trying and showing up and they feel valued Mm -hmm. right like that is amazing how how often in our lives do we get to feel valued at work not often, not a How lot. How many jobs? Like, if you look back at all the jobs that you've had, and I think about all the jobs that I've had, you know, where I because I worked in the service industry for years, where did I really feel valued and like I mattered? Yeah, I've only had one, oh, and it was hit or miss. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, it only it all just mattered because of the ability for me to perform and do well, right? It was never like just a hundred percent valued as it was valued because you know, which doesn't help for me. I mean, I know you like get paid to play sports and do well, but to me, I want to feel valued because I want to feel valued as a human, as a human being, not just for what you are capable of, but who, what you, what you're bringing, um, to the team and and innately, right? Innately. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, I can see your, your, I was just thinking about you. (laughs) (laughs) Just my ponage. Well, I was thinking about the idea of, of course people are going to value the things that you do. Yep. And then if, if you are a person who's engaging with an organization, like what you do is incredibly important. Sure. But then I think one of the things that I noticed seeing your path was you got valued for those things that you did, but only at certain times mm-hmm. to where when things like barista competitions would come around or there is a collective gathering of coffee people you really, you really show out and people genuinely enjoy being right. around you. And that is a, that is a positive and you got positively reinforced Big for time. those times, but day in and day out, week after week, month after month, 
your your job kind of sucked. Yeah. Like none of that was there in real life. It was almost like you're working for the weekend or living for that vacation. Well, that was, I think, why I felt so weird because it would get so hyper-celebrated around those times. Like, yeah, this guy's the man. And us. Yeah. There is this huge dichotomy yeah. of like – over here is so high and yeah. it's so wonderful and then over here it's not fulfilling yeah. and we don't listen work. we don't want to listen to this young kid mm -hmm. yeah can't explain himself oh, well and that's another thing is age for some reason is synonymous with maturity right <laughs> and like <laughs> not in my life dude. not and that's kind of goes to like never wanting to grow up yeah. right but at the same time like why don't we value teenagers and what they have to say why don't we value young adults in mm. college right like okay maybe maybe they're they're going through some stuff like that's the time in your life where you can work the hardest. Mm -hmm. That's the time in your life where you don't need as much sleep. Mm -hmm. like, you can figure it out and, and you can grind and work really hard. And if, if you're young and you have somebody that believes in you, wow. Right. Like, yeah. Everybody will look back on that coach, that parent, that, you know, teacher, the therapist, the, you know, mm -hmm. boss, the, everybody can like, hopefully pinpoint that person that was there for them. Even if it's like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, everybody can say, oh, this person gave me a shot. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud if you want to dive in on a deeper level we do have a patreon it's five dollars a month about the price of a latte each month you get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast rants and raves q a's jared and i just talking shit together Biased opinion, yes, but I think it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Go out and inspire someone to do something amazing. Bye.